just finished watching The Bodyguard, starring Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner. Whitney Houston. Oh, love me some Whitney. Kevin Costner is a shit. What is it? Waterworld? Uh, Robin Hood? That's what I was thinking, Robin Hood. Is everything I do, I do it for you. Dance with Wolves, of course, classic. What else is we Guardian, The Guardian, with Ashton Kutcher. The movie got a lot of slight. I thought it was a really good movie. Slightly cheesy, but all-star cast. High school, I couldn't do basic algebra or geometry, but ask me uh, an actor in what movies he's in. Phew, I could rep him. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys, for another episode of the Thick and Thin Podcast. As always, it's me, Anthony. Uh, I hope all you guys are doing well out there. Uh, happiest of Easter to my family and friends. I actually got a couple friends to stop by yesterday. Well, they just popped up. Nice nice little quarantine surprise. You know, we, we kept our social distance and chatted up for a bit, and they drove back to their respective uh, families and whatnot. So it's always good to see people. A lot, a lot of good friends, a lot of good friends. Grateful for that. When I was in Thailand, I don't know why I was just thinking about this guy, but when I was in Thailand, oh, you know why? Because I was talking to my buddy about, I thought I already got the coronavirus back in November. I don't know if it's been around that long, but in November, I was deathly ill with the respiratory um, infection is what they called it. And I got it. Two people on the property got it. Those two people went to the hospital. I didn't. I just got better, and I still went to Thailand right away. Like, right when I was better, a two, I think a day or two later, I didn't get any training and didn't even run or anything like that. I just went straight to the airport, landed in Thailand. I got sick again in Thailand, and I was sick out there for about a week. I think my immune system was just weak, for, and then when I traveled, it tipped me over. So I get to Thailand. I can't train because I'm, I'm deathly ill. <laughs> so I get some antibiotics. And I'm just pretty much in the room. I walk across the street to this little restaurant. And I have soup every day. And then I walk back and pretty much just go to sleep, get up, do that. I was, I was wiped out. But every time I go to this restaurant, this guy would be there. He's an older gentleman. He's probably about 60, something like that. Him and his wife. And they had their kids and grandkids, like their whole family. If you guys have been tiny, you know what I'm talking about. And they would just, all different help me. And different people with different days would help me. Rather, and then... The grandfather would come and sit with me sometimes. But like, oh, do you mind if I sit with you while I smoke? I'm like, no, go ahead. So he'd smoke a cigarette and just talk to me a little bit, chat it up. You know, where I'm from, uh, you know, his family and his area, that kind of thing. And one day I was feeling better, but I was like, oh, I'll, I'll train tomorrow. So this was in the morning, about 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm over there getting breakfast, and he's like, what are you going to do today? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to hang out one more day, and then tomorrow I'll start training. He's like, uh, you want to go to work with me? He's Thai, so, <laughs> like, sure, so I speak broken Thai, he speaks broken English, we, we somehow, you know, have these good conversations, good conversation, last samurai, you guys know what's up, so, um, he's like, you wanna go to work with me, I'm like, what do you do for work, he's like, I'm a cab driver, I was like, oh, no shit, yeah, sure, so I figured I could, you know, see the whole area, which I did, we drove everywhere, we went to the, back to the airport, picked people up from there, took them to the hotels, different resorts, I saw a different, a uh, couple different beaches, 
I met these uh, a couple from Arkansas. So I was kind of chatting up with them, you know, because they spoke English. I spoke English and was hooking this guy up with people that spoke English. Oh, just call him. He'll come back for you, that sort of thing. And um, <laughs> so then, you know, fast forward a couple days later, I start making friends with people in the camp. And then we all go out and we, we go to this this beach and we get lost. And they're like, oh, man, you know, there's six of us. We can't take a normal cab. We got to figure out how to get a van. How do we get a van? I'm like, let me just call Dave. And they're like, who's Dave? I was like, he's the homie. <laughs> so I called Dave. He pops up. That was the guy's name. He pops up in a van, takes us all home. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's my road dog. <laughs> Took me to get a tat. I got the sock young out there. Good dude. Uh, we went to his his house. and His, his wife made us um, dinner. And then he we went for a walk around the neighborhood. He smoked cigarettes and showing me, like, you know, the architecture. And we're talking philosophy. We weren't arguing, but we were having, like, a, a discussion. His wife brought us coffee, and we had those purple yams. That shit was tight. <laughs> I like to do stuff like that. Just kind of, you know, make friends with, with uh, the locals and, and do what they do. That's my shit. So today's guest guy. Oh, uh, before I move on. The Ice House. So I have my comedy show was supposed to be May 17th at the Ice House. They just extended the quarantine to the 15th of May. So definitely not going to happen. But, you know, uh, I'm still positive. That was an audition I had to go to to get that spot. I know I can get it again. So as soon as I get uh, my my chance to get back out there, I'll do it. I'll post the dates up for you guys so you guys can come support. Um, I really appreciate you guys that have been hitting me up, asking me about it. Today's guest is going to be dun, 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 Janet Todd. Good friend of mine. We train together. We've been teammates for a while. We've uh, mobbed over to the U.S. a couple places. Um, and we're just going to talk about her recent fight. And uh, I'm going to get her on the line right now, guys. And then... Whoop, we'll just chat it up. All right, guys, bear with me one second. Woo! All right, guys, so I want to announce our guest of the day, guest of the year, guest of the world. Um, she's the current one championship uh, champion. Please welcome Janet Todd. Woo! <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> I stumbled with my words, but I felt like I picked it up in the end, so it's all good. <laughs> How are you, Janet? I like the cheering. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> I'm doing good. Good. I don't have a sound effects board yet, but when I do, I'll you know I'll have some background clapping and the laughs when appropriate and whatnot. You know. No, oh, perfect. Cause I'm not that funny, so I need to make sure that people people know when to laugh. That is not true. You have um, some of the greatest little one-liners. Like you'll come out of nowhere and just blurt something out, and I'm like, that was gold. <laughs> Take note of it. No, no, that's uh, Brian and Jackie. Yeah, they got some sleepers too. Every, everyone <laughs> at Boxing Works is like very, um, a lot of like mild manneredness, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, zing. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy Easter, Janet. Do you celebrate Easter? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't really celebrate Easter. I just spend time with my family. You're not hiding so. eggs around the house or anything? No, no. I, I guess I'm a little too old for that now. <laughs> we and I don't have any kids. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. We, we're going to do a, um, an Easter egg because it's a, a few roommates that live with me. So we're going to do an Easter egg hunt, like take turns. They're going to hide Easter eggs and put like money in them. And then we'll do the same. And Ooh. Spice it up a little bit, you know? 
Well, if there was money in it, then exactly. Of I'd be Get the fuck out of the way, or Janet, no! <laughs> I feel like there might be a couple fights breaking out. Just teeping people in the face. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's mine. How's the uh, quarantine treating you? Oh, it's good actually. Um, you know, usually I'm I'm really busy. Uh, so busy. I w- you know, <laughs> I wake up at seven, go to work. Yeah, some go to training. Yeah, sometimes and you don't come, get back. You come in, in like your wedges and your 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 uh your uniform for work and you'll switch out, kick pads real quick, then take off and I'm like, God, I'm stressed out just watching you train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's actually kinda nice to, you know, work from home in my sweatpants, you know, taking calls, doing emails. Well that's and re- then it's like- <laughs> Yeah, that's super refreshing. Oh, yeah. That's super refreshing to hear because it's a lot of uh, you know fucking miserable and this sucks and that sucks. So it's nice to to hear someone that's enjoying it. You know. Well, I mean, I I know it's not uh, the beaches are closed, which is where I spent a lot of my weekends. So yeah, there's some things that I definitely miss. But if I keep thinking about, all right, I miss this, I miss that, it just puts me in a, a bad mental place. So I rather just you know, appreciate what I have now and just kind of focus on the present, which is I have this adorable, adorable little Frenchie that I got yes, named Frankie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get to spend every day with her. That's awesome. Um, I mean, that's like, that's really what it is. It's, it's everyone's miserable. So, or not miserable, you know, everyone's having the same experience. It's rough all around. So why complain about you just making things worse, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So the dog, when did you guys get the dog? Uh, we got it for our eight-year anniversary. Ooh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, Dustin because Dustin is awesome, and the world needs to know about Dustin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the wind He's the force behind me. <laughs> the, the, the wind beneath your wings, if you will. Um, <laughs> the wind beneath the wings. Exactly. Um, so, uh, have you been watching movies, or what are you doing? Uh, just enjoying this, like the first time you've been able to relax. But is there anything specifically that you're doing to help pass the time? Uh, yeah, I take naps with little Frankie. We go for walks. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just, I, I knew this was, I didn't, you know, when people get a new dog, it's like all about them and people get sick of hearing about them. Mm-hmm. Now I like completely understand why. Cause I'm, I'm exactly like that. I take probably a hundred pictures a day of her. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's sleeping again. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, <laughs> It's one of those things, but uh, since I'm such a dog person, and I know like you are, or like now you are, Jackie is like, so I never get tired of those pictures. But I can imagine it's like that for for kids, because to me, I'm like, yeah, we've seen your kid, I get it. No, I'm just <laughs> not that bad, <laughs> but I'm just such a huge dog person. I love it. I love to see animals and their owners and how they start to look alike and act alike. It's great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, other than that, I've been, I, you know, I I started reading books again. I have time to read books. Ooh, what do you so, read? Uh, uh, it's it's called Inward. It's uh, a bunch of like like really short statements. Um, it kind of gives me prompts to like journal a little bit. Oh, and cool. it has yeah. So that's. Good. I mean, I think people people know that I journal because I, I I think I talk about it before my fights, mm-hmm. but it you know, helps keep my mind in a good place. A hundred percent. If I didn't, if I didn't have that time in the morning where I write and I drink my coffee, I start writing, but when it's all quiet, nobody's awake yet. That's really when I sort of center myself now. That's like my new routine thing that that really keeps me sane. Yeah. 
Uh, so, so you wake up super early now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I think I just, I mean, there's no purpose for it now before. Yeah, I don't know. It's now it's just, it's just ridiculous. There's no need for this. <laughs> but I get up, <laughs> I get up at like four. I think it's because nobody goes to work yet. So it's really quiet. The dogs are still tired. Everyone's still tired. And then about eight o'clock, nine o'clock, people start going to work or people are getting home from shifts or whatnot. So the house gets a little crazy and I could feel it and my anxiety goes up a little bit. So I enjoy that time to myself. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, – there's so much I want to talk to you about. And obviously it kind of sucks that we have to do a phone interview, but I'm grateful that we get to still uh, have a conversation. And you know, there's so much stuff I want to talk to you about as far as fighting, um, home life. So let's just uh, let's dive into it if that's cool with you. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the one championship. Uh, God, there's so many questions, so many. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's such a huge accomplishment. This is the most prestigious title for Muay Thai in the world. Would you say so? Uh, well, this was for kickboxing. So oh, kickboxing, correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I believe so. What's weird about that, and and I yeah, I feel like an idiot just saying that it was Muay Thai, but kickbox, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's because one holds. Muay I know, th- I know. Yeah, they hold the Muay Thai fights. They they do the Muay Thai fights with the four ounce gloves, um, the kickboxing matches. It's really just a matter of um, who the people are fighting, and not so much what they're doing, right? It's like you and Stamp have fought before. Now you guys got a rematch when you learned. Uh, you guys both knew a little bit about each other, and this was the fight that was really yeah. good. right, right. So tell me about the preparation for it. What was your mentality going into it and all that good stuff? Well, okay, so my last fight, if if you watched the last Muay Thai fight that I had with Stamp, you know, I, I definitely ate a lot of right hands to my to my face. So after that fight, it, it wasn't something that I just practiced leading up to my second fight with her, but it's something that I continue to practice, um, you know, after my first fight with her was blocking the right hand and making sure my hands up being able to work my head movement a little bit and then adding a little bit more footwork. Cause what I did with her the last time was kind of stand in front of her, which is sort of like how a lot of Muay Thai fights are where you, you know, you exchange standing in front of each other. But, um, I don't, that wasn't really a great strategy cause I was almost like a, a standing bag for her mm-hmm. and she could see she can see when i'm coming in she's a good counter fighter so she could see when i step in and then that's when she throw her you know her right hand so you know i worked a lot of movement and worked yeah footwork and head movement and uh you know closing the distance with fakes or closing the distance with with my footwork right and it was so, and the her right hand was was I, I mean, I couldn't like. It, obviously, the first time she landed some right hands that were some good shots. The second fight was completely different as far as you neutralized her right hand by moving towards her um, left side. Correct. Yeah, and then what we also part of the strategy was like, uh, you know, Brian calls it like occupying the right hand. So there's always that. There's always a space between, you know, as fighters, but occupying that space with my with my left hand so kind of keeping my hand up by her right hand so when you have that space occupied you're less likely to throw that right hand so now you know that if anything she's going to throw that left so you're prepared to to dodge the left hand right kind of thing so 
And it worked. I, I think you saw a little bit of that in, in the fight. Too. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I, I was in Arizona at the time. I think it aired about 5 in the morning over there in Arizona. And, okay, uh, so it was a, an hour after your coffee then. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. so I was up, obviously. I was the only one up, and I was screaming in the house, and it was just such a beautiful performance. And what you did to neutralize her best weapon, which is her right hand, was great. Um, and, you know, you ate a lot of leg kicks because, obviously, of the <laughs> of the movement, though, right? And it was nothing – It's it's if, if, if you're going to do one thing, there's always a counter. There's always this – the only thing that I felt like she could do was to throw a leg kick. But as you were moving, she was throwing it, so it's not a full impact leg kick, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it still bruised me. But, yeah, she was kicking me on my way out as I was moving. Mm-hmm. But she had such a good way of rotating her hips to cover distance with that right kick. Um, I, I thought that was a good strategy on her part to be able to kick as I was moving out. But, of course, that's now something that I know that I have to work on. So I'm working how do I check kicks as I'm moving? So, you know, my shadow boxing, I make sure to, to work that as well. So right. next and I, time there wouldn't be. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the only reason I said that was because was, I was getting so aggravated. And, you know, the announcers are great, and um, I'm not t- hating on them or anything like that. It was just this whole thing where she's getting her leg. I'm like, that's the only thing that is landing on her. That's the only thing that this girl can do. That's why that's what she's throwing. Because you're moving to the side. You're landing hands. You're landing teeps. You're landing kicks, head kicks, leg kicks. You're throwing everything at this girl. So... That's just one thing I was getting super aggravated with. And then afterwards, I saw a little bit of slack from people. Um, again, this is – so the reason I love Muay Thai is because everyone's got a lot of respect for each other. But as we get to this world stage, now you're getting a lot more attention from people, not necessarily just in the sport, right? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you get the, the fans, the, the casual fans that watch it. Um, yeah, I definitely – Notice that this this time around. Right. And the, the thing is, it's, um, you know, and there was a, a tally that said 65% of the world thought that she was going to win. And a small, and I'm like, yeah, people don't like America. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Janet. It has nothing to do with the matchup. I clearly thought you, you won that fight. You know, not with ease because Stamp is a great fighter, but you definitely dominated uh, decisively, I thought, without question. And I was really annoyed with them. Um, and I, I know you're not supposed to care what people say. But I can't help but be defensive and be like, shut the fuck, you know. <laughs> I started slapping people and like commenting on trolls. And then all of a sudden I was like, what am I doing? Why am I, how have I become this guy that's going to internet battle with people, you know? <laughs> no, I understand. Because like when, when people troll on my teammates, like Jackie or April or somebody, you know, I'm just like, what? Right. What did you, what did you say? Oh. How would you even know? <laughs> well, we were at um, Darren's fight and, and Dar- we were sitting behind the opponent we didn't know we just sat where you know we were close to Darren and his opponent's team was you know real had no class they were just yelling stuff instead of being like oh try that they're like fuck that guy up he's a loser whatever the case is and you're like shut up and then they turn around I was like Janet like I'm gonna have to fucking fight these guys right now (laughs) but you were like (laughs) I I was I was upset too but you're the first one like shut the fuck up I was like oh shit (laughs) rock fight (laughs) Yeah, I get really defensive over my teammates and, and my friends, so right, I understand that. Yeah, 100%. I was, uh, you know, but it's it's part of being on the, that stage. And I was telling this thing on one of my podcasts. I went to, um, I went uh, live on, on, because we're in quarantine, so I can't do stand-up anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I went on this thing where uh, comedians were going on, they get like a little bit of time to do it, but it's on FaceTime uh, live, right? 
and I did a little bit, and, I, and then after that, like, everybody commented was just, like, you know, calling me the F word, <laughs> just all this stuff, like, this guy's fucking ugly, Jeez. I was like, Jesus Christ, I was just trying to tell a joke. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I, I still don't, I still don't understand that. I, I think part of me still doesn't understand how people can have the energy to write something negative about someone who's going out of their comfort zone, doing something that they're not even doing. You know, it takes a lot of guts to, to stand up. At, I, granted, you were doing a FaceTime. I, I get that. But, I mean, usually you're in front of a crowd. Right. You're, all, you're, you're, all, you're doing FaceTime. You're pretty ugly. I get that. But <laughs> <laughs> No. But it, it's messed up. Like, how, how, how can you do that? How can you tear somebody down when you don't have the guts to do it yourself? So I just don't understand the trolls like that. And yeah. part of me is I, I think I, you know, I'm learning to grow thicker skin and, and – not caring about what they say and, and just listening to the people that I'm surrounded with, like you, Brian, you know, my two Jackies, I have my conditioning <laughs> coach and <laughs> my training partner, like, you know, listening to people that love me, that care about me and that know what they're talking about. Right. And the, th- the thing is too, is anything that you, like you said, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I did eat a cup. Like again, this is a world championship fight. So, there's no, I'm not going to get hit. I'm going to run through this person, right? You're fighting the best of the best at this point. So you're going to get... Yeah, you're going to get hit. <laughs> right, you're going to get hit, and that's the name of the game. But you were already saying, oh, yeah, I started doing this to add to that. And the thing is, no matter who you fight, you're finding weaknesses. Um, and, you know, and that huge part of that, obviously, is, uh, you know, Crew Brian. He's got the, the man with the master plan. He's, uh, you know, I saw him drilling a lot of... <laughs> oh, sorry, hold on, one, hold on one second. Hold on one second. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it scared the life out of me. <laughs> hold on one second, Jada. One second. One second. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You know, you were a, a champion here in California. You know, you'd swept the West Coast and then you go onto a world stage and you start, you know, you win one, you lose one. You're like, wow, I could actually hang with the best in the world. Let's see where this is going, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, Brian had done that tournament when he was uh, fighting too, correct? Yeah, and uh, he got gold, so that's yeah. impressive in itself. Yeah, so it's I'm sure that was a great um, thing for him to see his student do. And, um, you know, just to um, be on that world stage and to compete, I can't imagine what that's like. Um, so, yeah, you know, props to you from that and just seeing you now. You know, and I was there for that, and I'm, I'm here for that now, and it's always been a pleasure to be a teammate. I even uh, enjoy holding pads for you because I see the way you move and I see the way you're thinking – and it makes me a better holder as well as I'm like, oh, you know, and we, we, you have a habit of sort of freestyling a lot of stuff. And I like that because it makes it where, you know, we're sort of doing this kind of dance thing. Yeah, you make me tired on pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's, what's crazy too is like before fights, I'll see who you're fighting and I'll try to imitate, oh, this person throws a kick. So I'll try to imitate what they're doing in sparring. And I'll try to do it, and a lot of times you'll hit me, and I'll like my stomach, and I'll be like, Ugh! and then I'll just start kind of fighting. And then I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> I'm trying to help. <laughs> But yeah, you have a ten- uh, you, you got those you got those lanky arms and legs. It's hard to spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I so okay. So let's talk about your mentality in the gym because I know that you never want to hurt anybody. You love your teammates, like we were just talking about. But you've had a tendency sometimes. Uh, you go hard in sparring, and then you're like, "Oh shit, sorry, I apologize." When you're sparring, <laughs> yeah, it's okay, you know, because I know you're not doing it intentionally. You're not trying to hurt anybody. That's not your goal. You just you get caught up in the moment. Are you visualizing the fight? What's going on in those little bursts, those little moments? Um, well, so 
like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I work full time, so I have limited amount of training. So I, I want to make the best of it. So I always train with intention of always wanting to improve. Mm-hmm. So I'm very focused during my training sessions. At, at least I, <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> um, I think when I'm far out from my fight or don't have a fight lined up, I'm pretty good with my control. Right. But it's like when I get closer to my fight, it's just like. I know I need to work on certain things. I need I I know I need to to work on certain timing timing on things. So sometimes, you know, when the intensity escalates, it's I don't realize that I hit somebody harder than I expected. Yeah, and do you feel your power? Like do you know how hard you hit or is it something that kind of still shocks you to this day? Like when you threw that head kick and dropped the that one girl, what was her name? Sorry. Valent uh, uh, Katarina. Katarina. Um, I wanted to call her Valentina. But Katarina, um, <laughs> yeah, when you, when you threw that head kick and dropped her, was that something that surprised you? Like you put her down, put her out? Or was it um, something you would practice and you knew you had that capability? You know, I, I've, that was my first time actually getting a KO, KO that way. Mm-hmm. I've, I've given people eight counts with a, with a head kick before. Um, but yeah, I, I think I didn't expect to I didn't expect to KO when I when I threw that kick so when she went down I was like okay cool that's that's pretty damn cool sweet but when I was <laughs> what I was thinking in the fight was like uh, oh her her hand is dropping I'm just gonna go for it I'm gonna just throw this thing as fast and as hard as I can and and yeah there you go then he turned to Brian like did you get that on boomerang did you <laughs> he's all got it <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because that's what um you know it's 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 really a, it's a you know pleasure to watch you train i don't think you ever go into it like you could be laughing at the end of the round but then once the round is going on you're very focused and you're training like you said you're very you're, you're training also too you're training for world champions that you know have a potential of doing real harm to you so you're you know thinking about all that kind of stuff and you know i'm sure it puts pressure on your your mind to to want to push and you know create that sort of um, scenario that you're going to be faced with right yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't, the thing is, leading up to it, I don't, uh, I'm, I don't think about the pressure as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain this, but I don't realize how much pressure I'm putting myself in until the, the fight is over. And then I realize, whoa, what just lifted off my shoulders? Um. <laughs> I, I know, I, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. I, I know there's pressure. But I don't realize how much pressure it is until uh, until you know my hand gets raised, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that's that's crazy. I'm I'm you know ninety pounds instead of one hundred and fifteen. Right. So you're not thinking about oh, uh, and I'm just, this is just me generally asking you a question. Are you thinking about you're not thinking about oh these people are watching and I have to do this and I want to. Do, you're not thinking about any of that. You're just like I, I got to win this fight. You're focused on that, or what's your mindset? Um. Leading up to it, obviously, that's that's all I think about is the fight coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, you know, I think about what I want to do in the fight, what I want to train, and in, in, in my training sessions to make sure that I can do what I envision in the fight. So 
it, yeah, it's constantly thinking about the game plan, constantly thinking about what I want to do. Oh, and that's fight that's at, great. Yeah, because leading up to it. Yeah, because sometimes uh, you know you get up to that main stage, whatever it is in life, and you're thinking about things that don't matter. Like, oh, I wonder what that person's thinking. Or so that's great. I didn't I didn't know that that that's what how you're you know what I mean what you're focused on. So yeah, so another thing I typically do is I don't really look at social media as much. Like I'll answer my my DMs. But I don't really scroll through social media That's leading good. up to the fight because I just I just don't want to hear any external views. I want to be focused on what I think and what I want to do instead of having external things that I can't control. You know. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's going so, into my mentality. Yeah, that's so important to um, like what you're just saying right now. I mean, because it social media is distracting, and then everyone has an opinion, and it doesn't really matter what their opinion is. It matters, like you said, the people around you that you trust and and what they see and all that kind of stuff. So that's great. I'm glad to glad to hear that. It's, it helps me refocus what I'm thinking right now too. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask. Um, uh, you and Brian, you guys have been together for a long time, um, and obviously it's such a great bond that you guys have um, as far as he knows your habits. You know, he could sense your mood. He could tell you when to pull back because a lot of times, you know, your arm will be falling off, and you're like, oh, it's fine. And it's like, no, it's like, you know, Monty Python when his legs are cut off and his arm, and it's like, ah, <laughs> it's like, no, go home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a learning process from the start. Not every camp is the same. Um because there's other external factors, you know, I, like I said, I also work full time. So there's other things that affect my, my, my physical and my mental. And, and yeah, I'm really thankful to have somebody like Brian who really understands me mm-hmm. to sort of pull me back when I'm doing too much. Cause sometimes I don't realize it until someone just tells me stop. Right. But even if we does tell me stop, I kind of like, just there be like, what about just one more? What about another fish? Yeah, and then he'd be like, "No," and I'm like, "Okay, that was the that was the stern one. I'll stop now." Because I remember one time uh, when I first started training there, uh, you're like, "I gotta run four miles now," and I was like, "What? Should I be running four miles every day?" And then Brian's like, "That's that's Janet, and she's not gonna not do it. So just just uh, don't worry about that. You could just run two. I was like, "Okay." Hello. <laughs> 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 But yeah, it's it's awesome to see that. Um, what what was I gonna ask you too about that? Oh, um, yeah, and you don't have a part time you know job where you're just you're a fucking engineer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, a that's a full time job. You're in meetings all the time and conferences. I mean, I can't. Uh, you know, I I graduated high school. That's as far as I got, but <laughs> I can imagine the mental strain that puts on you. Yeah, but I mean, everybody has has a job too i mean you have to think about jokes to tell people and i i yeah did you i i appreciate you i appreciate you being sensitive to the situation like it's like oh yeah you got to think of dick jokes all day i just have to you know engineer things (laughs) that's great if you do (laughs) no it's 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 nice that you want to compare them but but you're you're definitely a league about most people thinking of something that like doing stand-up is something that I can't do and I won't it'll stress me out if I had to think of a stand-up thing to do at least with like science and physics that's just you know that's that's law yeah well <laughs> that's, that's concrete yeah, that's so cool that you have that um I mean I, I couldn't even imagine the amount of hours in school where, where did you go to school at again real quick just so people could uh, 
Uh, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. And you got your degree in um, civil engineering? Uh, I got it in aerospace. Aero- oh, that's right. Okay. Jesus Christ. I ain't got no learning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Everybody let's... has their own thing. Right, right. You're like, I'm a world champion in engineer. It's just my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about, so how long have you been married now for? You said eight years was just a couple months ago, right? Eight years, a little over a month ago. Yep. Okay, and let's talk about Dustin. Dustin, um, he's a great guy. He's a, a handsome devil. And uh, what's your guys' what's your guys' relationship like? Um, does he kind of keep you balanced as well? How does that? Um, how'd you how'd you make eight years? What's the secret? Um, yeah, no, actually, he really does keep me balanced. There's times when I, you know, yeah, like when all the pressure kind of comes caving in sometimes. He's like a good person to talk to, and he kind of calms me down and makes me realize what I, sh- you know, this is, this is what I signed up for. This is what I want to do. So <laughs> why, why complain? Right. That's such and, a yeah. That's such a good uh, like a a good counterbalance factor. And can I say his job too? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a what's the term for it? Uh, bail enforcement. He's in bail enforcement. He's a damn bounty yep. hunter, a legit <laughs> bounty hunter. <laughs> I know. I just don't. I know he doesn't like me saying that, but like bounty hunter, because I think people think about like dog bounty hunter. I was gonna say he's got a bleach mullet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Janet likes. <laughs> a deep V with Dustin. Call me dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's such a cool job. He's a genuine badass, too. He's, he trained for a lot of years, too, right? Yeah, like, before before we met, um, he trained at the pit with um, Scott Lighty, who was in K1, um, John Polakowski, and uh, uh, Chuck Liddell, like, his gym. Mm-hmm. So I think because he had that, he trained before and he fought before, and he's seen his like close friends fight on world stages like this. He understands what goes into it and how much of a sacrifice um, we make to be able to do that. So I think having him have that experience has helped our relationship because he understands that sometimes, you know, I can't, you know, I can't go away for the weekend because I'm, you know, I'm three weeks away from my fight. So I need to take the time to, to be home recover and like refocus my mind mm. so you know it's, it's like having sorry go ahead mm-hmm. what was that no go ahead go ahead oh no i was just saying in having somebody that understand the sacrifices make sure you know that i don't stress about the relationship it has been nice because i know people you know some fighters you know get in fights with their significant others because they're not spending time with them well, it's it's and it's it, so hard too, right? Because you're you know you're dieting, and it's like I can't drink right now, and I can't go. And a lot of people don't understand that. Sometimes it's like, well, why can't I? Why can't you drink with me? Or do you mind if I get shit faced and act a fool? It's like ah, a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't mind him drinking, yeah. <laughs> but he just he just chooses not to. I I think he. He likes staying sober with me, so. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then when it's time to celebrate, you guys get to go celebrate together. You guys travel. You guys have your, you know, do what you guys are into and stuff. So, so important. Yeah, yeah. So, like, right after the fight, that's when I usually take like, the our quality time together and, and go away for a weekend. But we just, 
with the whole COVID-19 situation, we haven't been able to do that yet. It's funny, when I was opening this episode up, um, you might hear it later, I did a, a little bodyguard thing, and for some reason, I wanted to talk to you about in doing the podcast, obviously, and I had an urge to watch the bodyguard, and now I remember why. It was because one time when I used to drink, I was all drunk, and Dustin carried me out like Whitney Houston. <laughs> That's right. I completely forgot about that. I felt it was so like safe. A, it was the Christmas party. It was the yeah. Christmas party. Not just Dustin. I think Dustin and Danny like yeah. carried you into my Take turns. into my car. I think. Oh, oh god, man. good old days. I have terrible old days, but you know I was there. <laughs> but great guy. That's nothing, right. But nothing but praise to say about that dude. He's a he's a great guy. He's always been super nice to me, and, and um, yeah, I'm glad that you got that 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 uh, you know positive support behind you. It makes all the difference. So yeah, and what people don't know is how funny he is because you know they see his nice side and his serious side, but they don't see his funny side. Oh yeah, he always cracks me up. <laughs> oh, that's what's that's what's the. Uh, the nectar of love right there. That's how he seduced you, huh? With the laughter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you were also, just a couple uh, quick things. You used to be um, a cheerleader. Um, in, were you a cheerleader in high school or in college? Uh, high, school. high school. I did cheerleading in high school because I did gymnastics before, and I wanted to do something similar, but I didn't want to devote my life to gymnastics because – just wasn't the sport for me. I think I was too like lanky for gymnastics, and I wasn't like you know short and built like a gymnast. Mm, so you're so, so yeah, I did. So is that where your crazy flips and stuff that you learned that in gymnastics, and then you just kind of took that to cheerleading? Yeah, yeah. And then when I went to college, I was gonna do cheerleading, but then during one of our like like a uh, welcome week thing, mm-hmm. they. You know, the cheerleaders, cheerleaders came out and did a performance, and I was like, oh, my God, these cheerleaders suck. I'm not going to be part of the team. So, so I was like, uh, I'll just, you know, do my own thing. So, you know, I used, like, the Cal Poly gym and, you know, did the typical look-up exercises to do little dumbbell things, run on the treadmill until, you know, one of my friends took me to the uh, cardio kickboxing gym. Mm. And that's actually the gym that Dustin worked at. And then I left that gym to go to a Muay Thai gym that's run by, like, Eric and Jerry. You met them before, right? right? Uh Because they've come down a couple times. So I turned at Budoru in college and then had my first fight with them. And then, you know, I moved down to Hermosa. So here I am. And then it was just a luck of the draw that you found uh, Boxing Works? Yeah, Boxing Works is literally down the street from my house, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Eric, so your old trainer didn't know uh, Brian at the time or anything like that? He just, uh, you just uh, strolled into the Yeah, I just, yeah, I just looked up on the internet and, and yeah, crazy enough, there was one down the street. Oh, yeah, there you go. And then the rest is history, huh? I know, I got, I really lucked out. Yeah, it's crazy. I cause cause for me, I was living out here and uh, Sudow actually told me, he's. I was like, yeah, I love boxing work. It's just so far. And he's like, well, if you really loved it, you'd find a way to do it. And I was like, fuck, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> I know. I, I got I got so lucky. I, I 
amazing coaches and teammates in, in my first try. Yeah, that's so. what's so crazy. And that's what I tell a lot of people at, at uh, Boxing Works. I'm like, you have no idea what a lot of the other gyms are like or how other coaches are like. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to have uh, great people, you know, like Josh Aragon, who uh, really brought me in, put me under his wing, and then introduced me to Crew Wall. And, you know, I met Crumpet from Sakeson. I met a lot of great coaches and stuff like that. But Brian, I remember the first day I trained there, it was just right away I was like, this is where I need to be. This is, you know, the guy that's going to keep me balanced. He, you know, watches everything. He sees everything. He gets little things that I don't get. And then I'll see him later on. I'm like, oh, that's what he's talking about, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, and what's great about Brian is, like, he's constantly, you know, watching videos and constantly learning and evolving himself so that we can evolve. And what I really like about him is I think a lot of coaches try to force you into their style or what they what they want you to do, whereas Brian really takes what you're naturally good at and makes it even better and then continues to work on things that, you need improvement on a hundred percent. He's sorry. Go ahead. And he's so patient. He's so patient and he has such a good eye. He knows exactly what to say to correct my form. It's, it's crazy. Like I'll be throwing my kicks and I'm like, Brian, I don't know why it's not hitting hard. I feel like I'm slapping. He's like, all right, your hips are opening up way too wide. You're making a big arc. So just, you know, try to make a direct line as possible. I'm like, duh. Yeah, and he, to, <laughs> yeah, he's got that I have eye. To have someone with that eye, yeah. You know, as soon as he walks out of the gym, he's like, "Fuck, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It, I think the only thing, like you said, everyone has different styles, and he helps bring out what he thinks. To, like one time, I remember one of the first fights I was training with him. He's like, "Let's go left head kick to the, um, you know, left head kick for this fight." And he saw me throw a left head kick, and he's like, uh, let's work on the left hook, because I, I couldn't throw my left. <laughs> I was like, ah! It's like going to people's knee. <laughs> but he... Uh, no, that's... I, sorry, go ahead. That's the other thing. He has, like, really good tactics. Oh, yeah. Like, coming up with game plans is... He's a genius. And I, and I think the thing that really... The only thing he asks is that you, you know, do what everybody else is doing. Like, you participate with the group and you come in with an open mind. Because people, they always come to the gym and we've seen, I don't know how many people come and go and it's, oh, well, this is my style. This is what I do. Okay, I understand that. But we're going to work on this for this fight because this is what you need to do to win. And people don't like to, you know, to learn new things sometimes or adapt or they're, I'm a world champion. It's like, okay, well, everybody starts in this class just to make sure, you know, you're not a dickhead and knocking people out and, all that kind of stuff. And if you can't follow directions, then, you know, there's plenty of other gyms you can go to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, people are stupid. Yeah. Cause people, I, sorry, go ahead. I like the fact that he always builds on like the foundations and I don't know why people like to start off doing the fancy crap when they can't do the, the basic stuff. The basic stuff leads to the fancy stuff. So you have to learn the foundation. Yeah, because he, he had you, I remember at one point you were practicing spinning kicks and doing different stuff like that. And it's because you had, you know, for this game plan, okay, we're going to liven things up. We're going to get you doing this or, you know, all that stuff comes. But the first thing is first. Like if you can't stand properly or your defense isn't there, then, you know, you're going to need to take some steps back. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, he's really good at teaching those basics and making sure it's like ingrained in us. Yeah, 100%. And the, that's where the... the you know, the devil's in the details. That's really the way you move this. You're exposing this or, you know, and you have people that come in. We've had, I've had a guy, you know, working the front desk. 
And he came and he's like, oh, I'm a world champion. And da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, well, we start off in the all levels class just to make sure that you can follow instructions. Like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, well, again, you're already not following fucking instructions. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, Brian, you know, he's, know, he said he's a world champion in this and this. Brian's like, well, if you can't, you know, take simple instructions like this is what we do, then yeah, who cares? And it's, it's just like, okay, you're not going to be a good fit. And, you know, cancers, people that come in and they, they try to tell people what to do in the gym. Those are little cancers and th- they could ruin gyms. So he'd rather just not even deal with it, like kick rocks, you know? Yeah, I think we've built a good, good family. Oh, we have. A, <laughs> Everybody yeah. respects each other, and I, I feel like there's, you know, not really drama in the gym. It, it honestly is like a, a good family gym, which is what I, you know, what I love about Boxing Works. Everybody takes care of each other. Yeah, and everyone has their own different style, and obviously the personalities, and um, you know. Their, their own niches, but it's a great group of people. And, you know, most gyms kind of have that foundation of group, and I'm, I'm grateful for where I'm at. I'm glad that you're my training partner and that you take the time out of your day to, to hop on the podcast and support the, the little crap I'm trying to do. You know, it means a lot to me. <laughs> it's not little crap. Don't call it crap. <laughs> well, I just wanted – again, I want to say thank you so much, Janet, for taking the time. Um, you're such a great person. You're such a great representative for um, America – I'm so glad you won the, the world title, and um, I can't wait to see. I mean, this isn't it a great time, too, that you won the title, and now you get these kind of months to chill, and, you know, you're, obviously you're still working and training at home and stuff like that, but it's not as much, because there's always someone out there trying to get what you got, right? Yeah, I feel like I actually have to work harder now, because I feel like more people are going to be after me, so I need to, I need to, I need to stay sharp. Yeah, and I told, uh, I remember one time after your fight, you came back in the gym, uh, you know, you fought on a Friday, you're back in the gym on Monday. And I'm like, damn, like I would want to take a, uh, a, you know, I'd want to take a little bit of break. And, and Brian was like, uh, well, that's why you're going to be junior varsity. You know, if you keep that up, <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you ever seen Troy? Have you ever seen Troy? Uh, with Brad, uh, with Brad Pitt, with Brad, no, 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 Troy, the movie with Brad Pitt. Oh, no, no, no. I haven't seen that. Oh, well, there's this scene with this kid. This little kid brings the helmet, and he gives it to Achilles, and he's like, I wouldn't want to fight that guy. And then Brad Pitt's like, that's why no one will remember your name. I felt like that at that moment. (laughs) Oh, shit. I used to start working. (laughs) But, yeah, it's great to be uh, surrounded by champions, and uh, I can't thank you enough, Janet. So, um, you know, hopefully we get to catch up again soon. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you in the gym real soon. Okay. All right, Jen. This thing is over. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope you have a great Easter Sunday and um, take care. And um, um, thank you again. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, Janet. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right, bye. Well, that's it. All good things must come to an end, guys. I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Um, if you could check out my podcast page. If you like this interview, there's uh, plenty more. We had Josh Aragon on, Jackie Bunton, uh, some great fighters, as well as some comedians, some guys talking about recovery, doctors, all that kind of stuff. So check it out. Uh, leave me a like if you can. I love you guys. Stay safe out there. All right? Peace.